Greetings, dear listener. You're listening to the Jaunty Mantis podcast. This is Jesse. This is Maddie. And we are presenting to you today a special bonus episode. True story. Yeah, why do we do these? Well, the Jaunty Mantis is released in seasons, 12 episodes per. And uh, the reason for that is so we have time to take a breather, get uh, extra recordings done, make sure we don't fall behind. So if you're listening to this, that means that we're in between seasons. We made it. (laughs) So we'll be back soon. And until then, enjoy this episode, this bonus episode. It's not necessarily about role-playing game topics, but it is very nerd adjacent. And we hope you enjoy it. Yep. Because the terrible British accent has really come a long way in American popular culture. Like when back in the early days of, of at least when we were gaming, um, like I, it was it was sort of like not an embarrassment of the culture, but kind of just like a yeah, that's something we do. You know what I mean? Like you would have that person who or people in your gaming group that would do that really bad British accent. And then somebody new who either never played before or didn't play with your group would come into the group and they'd be like, why are you guys all talking like that? (laughs) I think, uh, well, yeah, too, like anytime we know about something that happened in the medieval period Mm -hmm. or happened in Europe, uh, where these Eurocentric fantasy games are set, we have all of our ideas from it from some show full of British actors. So I think that's just like the default sort of sound in our head. And I don't think there's like a generic like Yankees in <laughs> Yankees in the 21st century. There's not a lot of mysticism to that. No one's yeah. just like, oh, think about the epic struggle of uh, of William, the project manager, and how he boldly walked into his office, his boss's office, and said, "Yeah, I can handle that for you." Sure, <laughs> uh, like that's. <laughs> not really inspiring people you know did you maybe in uh, houses and humans that's that's a thing people put on <laughs> shitty american accents yeah and in houses and humans they're like so how was everybody's weekend get did up anybody any, play any trouble? any uh, online games yeah did anybody play any online games get out to the lake yeah for sure for sure all right well, i have another question for you since this okay. is a banter topic uh, how much disruption in a role-playing game is too much disruption? And I mean, I mean that to, we there's a specific example that you and I both know uh, very recently, and there are other examples of this. I will give a more distant example, and then I'll bring it into an example that you and I are dealing with at the moment. Not dealing with, that's not the right way to look at it but all right so i have gotten called onto the carpet so to speak in past gaming groups because i have made a character that sucks at combat and people have gotten upset by that because 
by their logic, and I'm trying to be fair, um, combat is the main focus of, like, let's say Dungeons and Dragons, third edition or fourth edition. Well, fourth edition, definitely. But, you know, combat's the main focus. And if you don't make a character that is at least competent in a fight, you are hurting the group. That was the argument that was made to me. And my argument... Did the group survive? Um, I mean, survive as I a I mean, did the group survive the fights it was in as a group? Uh, yeah, I mean, I th- see, that's, that's, that was part of my, that was part of my retort, you know, because my response was no, but it's, it's like, it's, you know, w- were we in a life or death cert- situation? Like D and D is designed for the players to win. You know what I mean? Like the, the game is purposely overpowered in the player's side of the category because they want you to win. They want Caveat, you to do well. The current editions. Yeah. Well, yeah, not the old, old school editions for sure. Yeah. You know, but yeah. And then I I don't know. Have you experienced anything like that where you have an element of the game that's disruptive? um, And it's not necessarily hurting anybody or the group, but it's kind of something that we're all kind of taking deep sighs around (laughs) I feel like you're you're trying to get me on record talking shit about our gaming group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. You know, I'll I, we have a so in our gaming group, we have um a current incarnation of a character who does not care who gets hit by their spells. In fact, he's doing it on purpose. And I'll go on the record as saying I like it and I want him to keep doing it. Yeah, I do too cuz I'm 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 going to I'm going to have consequences from my character that yeah. you know which is going to be and I think I feel like and I want to run this by that player before they happen. Right. I feel like I'm getting the nod like yeah, let's do this. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. And and I I feel comfortable bringing that up for this discussion because I have been in groups where it's not been okay. I have been in a in a group where somebody casts you know third edition version of flame strike well no that's just druids in third edition that's that's <laughs> like you have to do that if you were a druid in third edition you have to danger close the party it's required right, right. and my question is how much of that that's disruptive right so how much of that disruption another part a part of disruption is somebody who purposely pockets things from the party like uh, in our game, we have hilarious moments where we're like, hey, you're a spellcaster. This appears to be magic. And you throw it over to them and they go, oh, no, this is worthless. And then they pocket it like it's hilarious. Yeah. Right. We love it. I'm not complaining about our group. I well, love yeah, because it's played for laughs rather than played for a leg up. You right. Know? Right. Like... But you've been in groups, I'm sure, where it's 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 crossed the line into being played for a leg up like somebody will go into a room they will loot all the best stuff or take the gold and then they'll come back and they'll be like yeah nothing was in there and the rest of us are looking at them like this is the reason why my brother does not play dungeons and dragons this is one of the reasons because he can't stand this kind of stuff so my question is when is disruption become too much of a disruption and these are our examples when people get legit mad like mm-hmm. 
that that's the line when they get legit mad and feel they have no recourse and can't talk about it. Okay. Have you like, have you had a moment like this? Um, not in the last decade. Uh, I feel like a lot of that's a function of playing with strangers, um, Mm -hmm. and playing with, you know, younger, I mean, like, I'm sure that happened in some of our Chicago groups, but I can't recall specific instances until you, of course, can. And then remind me, I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> like, um, Yeah, I can do that. Keep going. So, yeah, I mean, I think like. It's it's a it's a function of maturity, which is the not the non funny answer. Like, I think mm-hmm. the function of maturity would be like, hey, this thing you're doing is affecting my enjoyment of the game let's talk about a way that we could work together to have it still be fun for both of us like which Mm -hmm. i think is like the right answer Mm -hmm. and then if the person's like no i'm not going to stop it's what my character you'd be like okay well then i don't think this is the gaming group for you because since i don't do this to the other players i'm a lot more popular in this group than you are so right right take a walk (laughs) i mean i've had groups that have been purposely disruptive to the point where you know, they didn't think that the mayor offered them enough money to go rescue the people in the town that were in trouble. And the mayor was like, look, this is all the money we have. Like we're desperate. And their response was to punch him in the face. Yeah. And then set the town on fire. Yeah. And I was sitting there, you know, me, I'm sitting there going, is this the game we should be playing? Like, should I conclude this and be like, all right, I'll be ready for you next week. You know, and then all of a sudden there's a roving band of, you know, uh, imperial soldiers who are, you know, heard about this group's exploits, killing off the townspeople and have come to kill them or whatever. Like, is is that what people want when they like, I feel like uh, people in those situations are purposely just acting out to act out. Right. We all have stressful, busy lives where we get you know, uh, put it under the thumb of our job or whatever the case may be, or somebody cut us off uh, on the expressway, or I don't know. And then I guess D&D or another game is the way to take it, take it out our frustrations. Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't think I've been that kind of player in like 25 years. So it's really hard for me to empathize uh, with that. Um, I mean, it's a banter episode. So i <laughs> I feel like you're just be like, well, fuck those dudes. Like, mm-hmm. um, but how do we creatively fuck those dudes? Yeah, no, I think the roving Imperial death squad that have like, you know, or they didn't kill the mayor and he was lying about the coin and he goes off and hires a couple hill giants uh, and they carry him around on a little how to of vengeance and like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And then are you running the game for the players that they want? Or are you being a vindictive asshole in response to people being disruptive assholes? Uh, this is a conversation of, about a game that Matt and I had for like months, years, maybe about this one group of people that Matt like deserves. If there's a like a medal of valor for sticking with it when it's not a good time as a DM, I think Matt earned that multiple times uh and should just tack that to his chest because he kept trying to make it work and mm-hmm. um i think the thing is if a conversation doesn't work and you say okay they did this thing 
I am also a player as the DM. What's the most interesting thing that I think could happen as a result of what they did? And then go with that to see what happens. If you're not doing it to be, you know, like putative, but you're like, you know, I think that mayor survived and he's got a wealthy noble cousin. Uh, and this is all going to be a new verse. So there'll be loot they could possibly steal because he paid them. So there's something in it for him. But I think he runs off uh, and hires some uh, some hill giants um, to to go, you know, rough these guys up for, you know, taking his, his town's last coin or and punching him in the face in their moment of desperation. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. And if they react badly to it, be like, okay, well, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing is, I don't know if I've ever gone the length that you've described. I, I don't know if I've ever taken that route of like, let's say the scenario you just described, I've never actually gone that route because I got get into like a mental tongue twister, so to speak, where I'm like, well, wait a minute. If this is how I respond, is that what they want? Like, am I then, is that the game that we're playing? Cause that's not the game I signed up to play, you know? And then if I'm willing to do that, what does that say about me? <laughs> like as a gamer, like, shouldn't I just exit the game instead of coming up with a path of vengeance? You know, because I don't derive pleasure from that. I'm not like, yes, I'm going to kill everyone in the party with a, with a cadre of drunk hill giants that have been paid to seek them out and destroy them. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, it. I think it all depends on your motivation for doing it. Mm-hmm. Are you like, they want to fight stuff. They want to play rough. Here's an encounter that's, you know, they get to fight stuff in rough and it directly is tied to their actions. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't say like go, you know, he hires a bunch of cloud giants and titans to come in, like no chance of victory for the party. Um well, isn't that the way we kind of used to do it as kids, so to speak? Like we didn't know any better as kids, right? Like if you 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 have that like I've heard. I, or been in groups where, you know, people have been like, well, I designed like, oh God, I met this guy once who was like, yeah, I used to play D&D as a kid. My buddy and I used to come up with inventive ways to fuck each other over. And one time I created this pit of acid that would like, you know, fill and empty. And there was some sort of magic spell that would regenerate the guy. And it's like, they weren't actually like playing an adventure they were just using the rules to create creative torture scenarios for each other oh yeah a story i remember from a kid's game is my friend who taught me how to play was playing a campaign with his brother where they like lured uh tarask into a massive pit with a bunch of leaves covered in oil of slipperiness and it ate the leaves and then like shat itself till it drowned in its own diarrhea like with a massive pit they had made. Um, really the only way to kill that creature, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, drown it in its own diarrhea. That's how you mm-hmm. kill a Tarask. Um, so God, I remember Children Adventure, a game I played as a kid when I was like a kid kid. Like we all went into the dungeon and we all found rings uh, that let us turn into the chromatic dragon of our choice. And we also all found like plus five plate mail 
that would change with us when we were in dragons and then we could be a dragon and plus five plate mail and then all we all met like this one room with water these like super smoking hot nymphs that like wanted to be our girlfriends <laughs> and like then we all had like nymph wives with our armored dragon core uh so like yeah that was just straight power fantasy and hot nymph wives um mm -hmm. not to be underestimated i guess what i'm saying is i think it was probably really cool when i was 12 based on that story mm -hmm. a cool guy um, yeah and that's what kind of that that that's what happens to me when i start inventing revenge scenarios for bad player behavior or disruptive player behavior is it kind of leaves this bad taste in my mouth like i'm going back to the 12 year old power fantasy days when yeah, what I, think... I should do is be an adult and say hey guys um i don't think this works for me no 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 harm no foul but you guys uh have a good one yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's probably the thing to do. That's probably the thing to do. You know, I think that when you when you play a role playing game, you are you, you should adhere to certain base principles of like, unless the game has been specified otherwise, like our characters are part of a group and that group wants to work together. And there is a general a, a general or loose set of uh, virtues associated with that in order to make this group function you know it's like um i think that after this we'll talk about alignment and the dangers of playing an evil character will probably factor into that conversation but i think that should also be a rule of that conversation is you shouldn't be playing an evil character right but then there's this side effect of dungeons and dragons where everybody's a murder hobo you know by default you know what i mean I mean, well, Burdine is a murder hobo, but he's an interesting one. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened in our game, right? Like, uh, you, you were like rooting through this guy's stuff. Well, after he told you you could. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Just thought, yeah, I don't know. If, is there anything else in this topic? I don't know. Did we spend it through? I thought this would give us at least 30 minutes. Has it not been 30 minutes? Uh, no. no okay. Okay. I don't know. Like, I feel like this is a serious topic, though. Like, it's actually, and okay, here's the thing mm -hmm. I have read social media about role playing games within the last 10 years. Just, I just want to get this out for anyone in the audience that's sitting there. It's all just a question of session zero. That's all you have to do. Didn't you have a session? Yes, there was a session zero. Mm -hmm. There were multiple conversations about the disruptive behavior. There were multiple attempts to rein it in. There were like I, Matt and I talked about this group for like two years. Yeah, and I was saying everything you're saying now, trying to fix it. And Matt tried everything mm -hmm. we talked about to try and fix it. And yeah. you know what never changed? That's right. That's right. That Fuck group... you for running this game for us. Yeah. Yeah. This group was it just it just what it really came down to is that these people shouldn't be playing Dungeons and Dragons or a role playing game. But that's really what it com comes down to. And I stuck with it because at the time, these were some good friends of mine and um, I didn't even think they'd be interested in playing. And I, I showed them the books and we, to be fair, the first couple of games that we had were actually, um, I think in a, in a, 
maybe our episode zero, we described how this moment of having new people play and nobody's ever done that wrong in our opinion. That's never been a bad experience in our opinion. And this group that you and I are talking about now that there's been like what, five or six years since then or more, um, they had a great first couple of games. Like I, I thought I'd hit the jackpot, you know, I was like, these were people I would never thought would play D and D. And then they asked me about it and I was like, well, here, let me show you the books. And then we rolled some characters and started playing. And our first two or three games were really, really good. You know, they fit that same pedigree of like, nobody's ever had a bad game, you know, on their first go, but then something happened. <laughs> And then the game was about like, just like, I think it's a common problem when people describe role-playing games is you could do whatever you want. You know, I think you, I think you should never describe a role-playing game that way. You know, if somebody's like, well, what can I do in this game? You should never say you can do whatever you want because I you think that, that try to do anything that makes sense in the story. <laughs> right. And I think that that kind of, you know, that's where we went is I think, what happened with that group is they started pushing the boundaries and I was having the world react to it. And then it turned into arson and brutality and murder. And, you know, I need something more than that. You know, like we've been playing Diablo four. That's Diablo four has a story in it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's brutality and murder and arson but there's a story there. Yeah, but those are four legitimately horrible people we're doing that to. <laughs> yeah. Like literally in the thrall of, of demons who apparently for some reason Lilith is bad. I'm still trying to figure out why she's bad. Mm -hmm. um, I guess because she has horns. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Have you finished that game? Yeah. Yeah, I finished it. I had to stop playing. Yeah. Why? Because I was playing my, I was playing a sorcerer, as you know, his name is Tucker. Tucker the Sorcerer, yeah. Tucker the Sorcerer, that's right. What's his title? Uh, Tucker the Fucker. <laughs> I no. thought he was like the coordinator. No, no. Oh, you mean in game? Not what yeah. I call him. Not what I call him when I'm uh, cursing him out yeah. when I die. Um, no, his title, his in game title, using the title system, is Eminent Coordinator. Nice. Yeah. Because we made a guild yeah, called Risk and Compliance that the whole bit is it's like a corporate organization because mm -hmm. we, we both have big corporate jobs now. So That's true. That's yeah. true. But I had to stop playing Tucker, the eminent coordinator, because I have, I don't like, no, no shade on anybody who does. If you like looking up a build, that's awesome. I think you're playing the game the right way and I'm not, but I don't like looking up builds. I want to try stuff out, you know, choose the abilities I want, play it from there. You know what I mean? Like if I'm playing like something like World of Warcraft and I'm in a guild and we're doing like a, a dungeon or whatever, like I'll try to find the best build I can and the rotation because I want to do it correctly because other people are relying on me. If I'm playing Diablo 4 with my buddy, like I'm just going to choose whatever talents that appeal to me and then try to make the best of it. And I had to stop. I'd done that with Tucker and then I had to stop because Tucker accidentally found an amazing item that gave him like a plus something ridiculous amount of extra damage 
if the enemies were like frozen and I didn't have any frost stuff in my, my build at all. And then I'm like, okay, well I'd be stupid not to take advantage of this. So then I changed him over to like a frost. Like I just, I picked talents and, and it's not that that's not fun. It's just, that wasn't what I was doing before. So now the character's unplayable for me. <laughs> you could just get rid of that item. <laughs> but I don't want to, because that's what, like, it's an amazing item, you know? Like, I'm stuck. So when he's got the damage now, and he just doesn't have the staying power, like the yeah. armor? He keeps <laughs> he just, dying? No, he's fine. He He's killing stuff faster than he's ever killed them before. Because I'm a werebear since the last time we played together. I'm now a werebear all the time. And I just okay. roar at things. Okay. Because I got some great items. Yeah. And I think that's the play loop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm afraid to start another character because I feel like the same thing is going to happen. Right? You're, you're building really... a Hearthstone deck, Matt. That's what you're doing. Am and I? Sometimes you get a good card to build around. Yeah. No, if you're going to play Hearthstone, you should use a deck online. You oh, know, okay. you should learn the meta and play a deck from on, you know, that you found online. Oh, okay. In my opinion. I was I was just trying to make an analogy to like Diablo 4 as a deck builder. <laughs> Dude, Hearthstone's a really bad example. Okay. Hearthstone. Magic. Oh, I haven't played Magic in forever. One time when we were roommates, uh, faithful listeners, uh, I got home real drunk and I bust into Matt's room and said, hey, I just got some Magic the Gathering cards. And I was like, do you yeah, want to listen to Rush and play Magic? <laughs> he said, yes. It's what you do when you get really drunk. You yeah. get Magic cards. And play, listen to Rush. And, yeah. 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 And I still had a deck from when I was a kid and I dug it up and we played. I feel like yeah. it was good. The deck you had from being a kid. Yeah, it was probably it probably wasn't term tournament legal. I I would never play in a magic tournament. Oh, okay. Why not? I, I just the smell. <laughs> I, I was gonna be kinder than that and just say that's not the that's not the play experience I was looking for. Well, look, I used to I don't I don't want to compete with people's uh checkbooks and ability to Google. I used to be friends with a comic book store owner and by friends, I mean, I was a loyal patron and he enjoyed the fact that I was buying things from him and he was nice to me. Uh, but he would hold magic, the gathering tournaments at his shop and he would have to open up all the doors and windows afterwards and like light incense or something. And it was awful. Like the store, you could tell the next day if they had had a tournament in the store. So maybe that's not fair and maybe it's hurtful, but it smelled really bad. So that's where that comment came from. I apologize. Okay. So a uh, friend of the show, Patrick, brought his kids up when they were little. And this was before I had my own. And I was like, I'm going to be cool uncle. And they were all into my little pony. So we, uh, I took him down to the local game store that has a big two wings. One of the wings is giant like play space. And that's where all the card sales happen on that side. And uh, I'm like holding the six-year-old's hand, you know, and I'm just, like, so cool. I've never had a kid who I, you know, I've never really known a child who like thought I was neat. Um, 
now I have two that think I'm neat and it's a terrible burden, but that's, that's cause they're mine. It's a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, but we walk back there to buy the uh, two decks for them for the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic card game. And I feel this little tug on, on my hand and I look down. This little toe-headed blonde child holding my hand looks up with me that, you know, all the hope of the future in her eyes, just the potential of everything. This child who has chosen to entrust their truth to me. And she says, it smells like boys in here. <laughs> it does indeed child it does indeed it certainly does yes and that's why you don't play magic the gathering no i don't play competitively because like when i to make nerd friends i actually sat in on a friday night magic um i love kitchen table magic i just don't have a regular play group and i get obsessive about buying cards so it's good that i don't um but the first, when I first moved down here, uh, after I got back from China, uh, I went to a Friday night match to try and make some nerd friends. And I basically got like two or three opponents who just like super try hard came at me and they were like, get good. Like, and I was like, Whoa. this, yeah, this is not a community I want to be a part of. Like, wow. I'm good on this. Wow, speaking the jokes of- on them because I soon after got hired to work the Sunday shift at that game store and they were all jealous. So they were uh-huh. jealous? Yeah. They were jealous because you were working at the store? Yeah. Why? Because they didn't know how unpleasant it is to work at a game store. <laughs> <laughs> got a glassy eyed smile while someone tells me about their character for 45 minutes. That's right. That's, That's right. not a cool character. <laughs> Yep. And with that, let's go.